the love of God. Some have beautifully portrayed it through Christmas music. We've heard pastors teach on the subject, especially this time of year. We also see it on display in and through so many caring people. But if we want the perfect, most accurate portrayal, we open the Word of God and focus on Christ. And that is exactly what we'll do today here on The Road to Reality. Welcome to the program. God's expression of love through His Son is truly amazing, and it will receive our time and attention here today on the program. We begin with a story KP would like to paraphrase for us. Reading the story one night, as a matter of fact, just a couple of months ago, it was late, late into the night, maybe one or two in the morning. And I thought I'd like to write this story and paraphrase it so I can better understand it. I imagined myself to be one of those people watching this whole event transpiring right in front of my eyes. And maybe part of this I will read for you that can help you understand what love is all about. The sun was up, casting purple shadows among the mighty trees in the open space. A large crowd gathered around Jesus even at that hour to hear him teach. Suddenly the silence was broken, surge of angry men rushing toward Christ, a pack of bloodthirsty wolves, the scribes and the Pharisees. They did not come alone. In their midst was the nameless woman, a wounded lamb, being dragged and pulled by strong muscled men whose faces and hearts were made of stone. They spat on her, cursed her, called her names. She cried out with pain. She struggled to get free from their iron grip, but what use? Where could she run to? Who would give her shelter? Finally, she gives up. They shout her at Jesus' feet. There she lay in a huddled heap, trembling with fear, sobbing bitterly, head bowed in shame. Her dust-filled hair fell on her face, body bruised from being dragged across the cobble streets. Her dress was torn and stained with blood and dust. The irreligious, self-righteous crowd spewed out their accusations at Jesus. Their words were cruel and sharp. They had no mercy. They spoke for God. They believed. They did not know they were talking to God. There was Christ surrounded by this angry mob. I could not help but see his pain-filled face, his eyes with an infinite sadness. He raised his head. Their shouting suddenly ceased. His head, he heard the demand. This woman was caught in the act of adultery. Our Lord demands that she must be stoned to death. And it must be done now. What do you say? I wondered if they caught her in the act of adultery, surely she could not have, she could not have done it alone. 
Where is the man? Where is he to share in her shame? And I said to myself, it is not fair. Jesus did not answer them. He stooped down slowly and deliberately begins to scribble in the dust with his index finger. The very finger that once etched the law on the tablets of stone. Then Christ looked in the face of these men, a piercing look, and said, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. He continued writing in the dust. What was he writing? I couldn't see, but suddenly I heard the thud of stones after stone falling on the ground. One by one, they turned around, quietly hurrying away, running to hide themselves from the bright light that had exposed their sins. The crowd disappeared. The wolves were gone. No one stoned her. I went closer to see her face. I will never forget the look on her face, eyes so distant, so blank, no defiance left in her. It was obvious she had given up. Her shoulders slumped forward, her face looked all deep lines of pain etched upon it. She was not humiliated by this experience, she was beyond humiliation. The stillness was broken only by her sobbing, Christ stretched out his arms, helped her to stand up from her heap of ashes. Her head still hung down, weeping as she covered her face with her dirty hands. Then, with eyes full of grace and love, he said to her, Woman, where are those your accusers? Has no one condemned you? She whispered, no one, Lord, no one, Lord. He did not ask her any more questions. He did not ask her about her past, her sins, her failures, nothing. He did not ask her for any explanations. If only the stones could speak, how many stories they will say about the men that held them in their tight grip. If anyone could have asked, should have asked, it was he about her past, but he wouldn't. For her sins were against him and no one else. But he was silent. He understood her heart. Then he said to her, neither do I condemn you. Her face lit up. The sun rose on her face. The wrinkles on her face suddenly disappeared. Her eyes no longer dull and colorless. Her eyes no longer dull and colorless. Seems to flash in the morning sun. She looked into his eyes. Trying to take him all in, trying to understand the strange man who acted like no man she had ever met. Suddenly, the rivers of tears began to run down her cheeks. She cried a long time, as though her soul was cleansing itself. I will never forget what Jesus did next. He reached down to her gently tenderly and wiped her tears from her face. Suddenly, 
She stopped crying. A smile broke out on her face. Her tear-filled eyes lit up. He cupped her face in his hands. He held her face a long time, not really looking at her, but through her, as though he was looking at her heart at all the scars on her soul. It was as if he was healing her soul, looking her sin away, giving her beauty for ashes. And then abruptly, he let her face go. He turned to leave and simply said, go in peace. I love you. When you read the stories of people in the Bible, these are very few words, but you have to imagine the pain, the deep hurt. If there was a camera, someone invents to photograph your thoughts, register every act of yours in secret, every plan you have in your head, Frightening, frightening, isn't it? Yet we all stand condemned. He without sin cast the first stone, you and I. We pretend so much. We act the role so many times. We say the right words and offer the right prayers and read the Bible passages and we talk about it and we answer the questions correctly, yet you know deep down how much you need the grace, the forgiveness. But do you know what? He asks no questions. He is not asking you, just tell me all the stuff you have done. He is not saying, come to the room, let me turn the tape on, watch the movie of your life. He is not calling angels, but tens of thousands who watch you every act, every event of your life and say, testify about this individual, bring conviction so I can help. No, he gives you the freedom, says, I ask no questions. I only offer you forgiveness because I love you. Well, now that is love. Our loving Lord extends forgiveness to each and every one that humbly comes to Him in repentance and faith. You're listening to K.P. Yohannan here on The Road to Reality, and he'll be right back. We'd like to tell you about one way that you can extend God's love to a family in Asia this Christmas. Maybe, like many, you're busy shopping right now, looking for that perfect gift for a loved one. Would you prayerfully consider adding a gift or two to that list of yours? I should add, it's a gift that has the power to change a life forever. Through GFA's Christmas Critter Campaign, families are being rescued from poverty and experiencing the love of Christ. Every year we receive wonderful reports of lives being impacted, communities transformed through God's love, and it's made possible through the generosity of listeners just like you. On our website, we offer a number of gift ideas, gifts like a bicycle, a sewing machine, a pull cart, Bibles, 
Select a gift or two today at roadtoreality.org. That's roadtoreality.org. Or give us a call, 866-946-2742. That's 866-946-2742. If you're living in Canada, you can go to roadtoreality.ca or call 888-946-2742. Well, let's get back to today's message, shall we? On the love of God. Once again, here's KP. John's Gospel, chapter 21, verse 15 through 17, we read, Jesus, after resurrection, coming to meet with Peter. Do you realize that to the women, to all the disciples, after his resurrection, I mean, nobody's name particularly mentioned as such, except the way he mentioned Peter's name. Go and tell my disciples I am risen. Oh, by the way, don't forget to tell Peter. Where is Peter? He's not with us. He's gone. He went back to the old business. He's backslidden. He gave up. Find him. Tell him, no wonder you read there in that passage in John's Gospel, chapter 21, Peter, do you love me? Peter never had to ask, Jesus, I want to ask you one question. You came after me. Do you love me? I made a mess of everything. He didn't have to. He knew it. Isubius, for first century A historian writes about the last hours of Peter's life. From the prison cell, they took his wife out to kill her, to murder her. And from the prison cell, as she was being taken away, it says he spoke in loud voice, crying out, My wife, don't forget! How much he loved us. Don't forget. We often sing these songs. Come thou found of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. You know who wrote that? The man who wrote that song. His name is Robert Robinson. He came to Christ under the preaching of George Whitfield, the 18th century fiery preacher. What powerful words. But you know what happened? Sadly, like it happens to many of us, even some of you sitting here, sadly, Robinson wandered away from the streams like the prodigal son. He journeyed into the distant country of carnality, living in sin. One day, he was traveling in a stagecoach and sitting beside a young woman engrossed in her book that she was reading. She ran across a verse she thought was beautiful and asked what Mr. Robert Robinson thought about it. Sitting next to this woman, he listened to the words, asked this woman, 
read it to him. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Those words from the same song that he wrote. Busting into tears, Robinson said, Madam, Madam, I am the poor, unhappy man who wrote that hymn many years ago, and I would give a thousand worlds if I had them to enjoy the feelings I had then. And that incident brought Robert Robinson back to the cross where the blood was shed for sinners like Saul, the nameless woman, each one of us, and for him, and that turned his life around. I want to ask you a simple question. Where are you today in your life, in your journey, in your walk with the Lord? Do you understand how much he loves you, he cares about you. He loved me and gave himself for me, not only for my redemption, no, but also for my failures and struggles till the end of the journey. He loved me, not because I loved him or went after him, no, he came after me. What great love. What must be our response? How do you respond to love like this? I was reading a story that touched my heart, a real story. A Protestant bishop of Michigan once told this real story that he knew firsthand. It was about a young, talented actress. And one day she was passing along the street of a large city, seeing a pale, sick girl lying upon a couch or a sofa, just within the half-open door of a beautiful dwelling. She was walking by and saw through the open door this young, sick Without girl lying there. This actress, she thought, well, let me go and maybe say some kind words and, and kind of encourage her and then help her emotion a little bit. So she went to talk to her. But you know what happened? The sick girl was a devout Christian girl. She knew the Lord Jesus Christ. Her words, her patience, her submission, and heaven-lit countenance so demonstrated the spirit of her faith. That actress who went to console her was so deeply convicted of her shallowness, lack of reality. She fell under conviction. She surrendered her life to the Lord Jesus Christ, was thoroughly converted. She then, this actress, told her father, the leader of the theater troupe, of her conversion and of her desire to abandon the stage or acting business. 
saying that she could not live a consistent Christian life and follow the life of an actress. Her father was astonished beyond measure and told his daughter that their living would be lost to them and their business would be ruined. He said, please don't give up. Loving her father dearly, she was shaken somewhat in her purpose and partially consented to fill the published engagement to be met in a few days. Now listen close. She was a star of the troupe, the main leading actress, so to say. Every preparation was made for the play in which she was to appear. The evening came and the father rejoiced that he had won back his daughter and that their living was not to be lost. The hour arrived. A large audience had assembled. The curtain rose and the young actress stepped forward. Amid the applause of the multitude, in the midst of breathless silence of the audience, with their eyes glowing with God's grace, she repeated these words, written by William Featherstone. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee, all the follies of sin I resign. My gracious Redeemer, my Savior art thou. If ever I loved thee, my Jesus, tis now. I love thee because thou hast first loved me and purchased my pardon on Calvary's tree. I love thee for wearing the thorns on thy brow. If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. This is The Road to Reality with K.P. Yohannet. And you can hear more biblical encouragement when you stop by roadtoreality.org. Not long ago, we also started a podcast which encourages people to seek a deeper walk with Christ and to live wholly centered on Him. You can listen to The Road to Reality on Spotify, Apple, or Google, as well as many other platforms. Well, how often have we given a gift at Christmas and later found out the gift was never even used or really appreciated for that matter? Now, we would like to share with you an opportunity to give a gift that is truly meaningful. Uh, We can promise you it will get used to the glory of God and for the benefit of others. It can actually transform a life, impact an entire community in Asia. Through GFA's Critter campaign, poor and needy families are given life-changing gifts, like a farm animal, a motorcycle or sewing machine to actually make a living off of. And the greatest part is, when these gifts are hand-delivered, they'll also hear about God's love for them. To give a gift like this today, simply go online, roadtoreality.org. That web address again is roadtoreality.org. You can also use our toll-free phone number, 866-946-2742. Again, 866-946-2742. 
888-946-2742. If you're in Canada, the number is 888-946-2742. Or visit us online from Canada, roadtoreality.ca. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Remember, God loves you, and that never changes. Thanks again for listening to The Road to Reality with K.P. Yohannan. Have a blessed New Year's celebration. 